It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to our latest podcast. I'm Chloe and it is awesome to have you out there listening. In today's episode, we are talking to a former retailer who now focuses on a specific type of marketing, one which kind of amalgamates a couple of different disciplines, the world of copywriting, the world of emotional e-commerce, the world of Facebook ads. And we're going to be talking viral marketing. Do not think this is all hype. This is some seriously powerful things you can do with this. And it's actually, once once you get your head around it, it's not that complicated. So enjoy the episode. But first, have a listen to the sponsors, because without them, this whole thing would not be possible. This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's guest expert, Dave Rothero is the founder of Viral by Design, which is all about helping you leverage viral marketing to accelerate the growth of your business. It's based on lessons Dave's learned growing his own e-commerce businesses. In fact, he's back on the podcast for the third time today, having previously come on to talk about his subscription e-commerce businesses. But this time he's going to be sharing the inside track on how to use viral marketing in your business. Hello, Dave. Chloe, how's it going? You can't get rid of me. I know, I can't get rid of Well, I managed to get rid of you for like four years, but you snuck back in again. Because <laughs> it was it was 2015 the last time you were on the show, which is kind of crazy. It's painfully long ago, isn't it? It really doesn't seem that long. No, I was looking it up and I was like, no, no. <laughs> I had to double check my records to go, really? But hey, you're back. And I know you've got something really exciting to talk to us about. But before we get into that, what have you been up to since we last caught up in 2015? Wow. Um, the, the, it's been quite a roller coaster journey, but um, I'll give you the, the as truncated version as possible, really. So so obviously back then, um, I was running Cheese Posties. And Posties, we ended up uh, relaunching the business shortly after we last spoke, um, completely overhauling the product, put all of our money into it, all of our investment, and then uh, our supplier got liquidated. The guys that we were using back, because I was living in Spain at the time, our suppliers in, up in Durham got liquidated with no notice whatsoever. So we had to come fly back to England literally that night uh, drag all our stuff out of their factory, uh, drive it all down to a little, um, like the cheapest possible place that we could find in in Bristol, uh, food safe packaging area, which had no ceiling at the time, had no plumbing, had no electricity. We had to install all of that. Um, we uh, we then, um, as you'll kind of hear as we go on, kind of implemented Facebook ads as as a as our main strategy for growing the business. Everything blew up, got huge. But unfortunately, as we grew and grew and grew, things got more and more difficult. Um, and it transpired that Posties itself was was um, just a, a business which was um, which was never going to be able to, to scale because of the logistics of it, because it was such a complicated business. So as much as we had thousands of people subscribed, um, unfortunately, we had to make the decision to to close it down. So uh, fortunately, off the back of that, I'd um, captured the interest of, of quite a few people with the, with the marketing that I've been doing. And I went to work for um, a chap called Frank Ken, who is, he's kind of one of the, the OGs of direct response marketing. He was one of the guys who pioneered doing information products back in like the 90s and doing like million dollar days, literally million dollar, million dollar uh, launches in a day. So 
I'd been a really big fan of Frank's ever since he was kind of the guy who got me into to Facebook ads to, to blow up posties. So I was very fortunate and I had a chance to, to, to work on on um, on his team, helping him launch out a concept, an agency with a concept called IBB, intent-based branded. So learned a hell of a lot there. While I was there, I kept on, so I had a lot of flexibility on, on the conversion end, on the ads that would actually um, would actually lead to sales after the, the branding exercise that we've been doing. I kept on implementing this, these principles which I'd learned in posties with the, um, the viral kind of principles, the, the reasons that people shared, et cetera and every single time they're wet it's like crazy so i figured right i've got to go out on my own back, back out on on my own into the, into the wild again and and um and, and do this sort of get it out to a broader audience so yeah off the back of that i launched viral by design i, I carried on doing this for clients and doing it right now for, for um a few clients basically creating viral videos primarily so taking the, the concepts that we built posties on the concepts that we managed to grow and scale up business and applying them to lots of different uh niches or niches depending on where you're in the world <laughs> so um so yeah that's basically where i am now so with viral by design is a, is a podcast and the making and a project which centers around taking the principles of virality the core principles of why people share why people engage and injecting them into every area of your business Okay, we have to start then by me asking you, what are the principles of virality? Because I can't leave that one hanging. <laughs> yeah, so so essentially, virality is something that people get get really scared about, or not necessarily scared, but it's something which people have got in their head that it's impossible to make something go viral, or for it to go viral, then it's got to be daft or a cat video or the, an argument about the color of a dress. <laughs> but in reality, in all of these things, if you go and start to analyze anything and everything that's gone viral, then you start to see trends. And um, what I start to uncover is kind of a, a recipe card of psychological tricks and hacks and things essentially which make people share so there's kind of like there's a core underlying there's if there's one big core underlying reason that people share stuff it's because it makes them look good it's this thing referred to as social currency uh so people generally share stuff because they think it represents them you you see this the 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 psychology this reflected in even the the kind of syntax of social media platforms for example for a long time with, with facebook when you shared something and somebody liked it if you shared a page's post and somebody liked it facebook would tell you in your notifications so and so your friend liked your post Right, so there's a, there's a lot of kind of interesting stuff around that, but but the, intro, the 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 main thing to understand is that people primarily share stuff to make themselves look good, and even more deep than that, they share stuff to people that they um, to to strengthen their bond with those people. So, for example, if you and I, I can never come up on the fly with a very good example of this, but but um, essentially, people are more likely to share something which is very very niche. So, if you've got a friend who's a stamp collector and you see an interesting article about stamp collecting, you're very likely to share that to that friend. Whereas if you've got a bunch of friends who like football and you see an article about football, it's less likely that you'll share that. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So the more the more unusual it is, the more focused it is, the more likely we are to get it shared by the right people. So I'm I'm gonna take a rough punt that this means you really need to understand who your target is. Absolutely, yeah. And that's like one of one of the first things to to um to, to, to really deeply understand. And that's kind of one of the, the principles that we built posties on um because obviously we had like massive viral success with that straight out the gate uh, like way more than we even anticipated uh, but the reason for that is that with so cheese posties was a crazy idea right a grilled cheese sandwich subscription box or cheese toasty subscription box on, on the surface you think well what the hell like that's just a, a mad idea but the way we came up with that is we sat down and we looked at the demographic we were going after which was primarily people who were consuming content from uh, places like buzzfeed for example. So we looked at what was getting shared on BuzzFeed, what was the most popular thing on BuzzFeed and started on various other channels. It wasn't just BuzzFeed, but the things that were getting shared, the things that were 
again, the most engagement were melted cheese, were unusual combinations of not just food, but unusual combinations of anything because they drove conversation. They got people to engage because it caused controversy. And also subscription boxes, they were huge at the time, and particularly BuzzFeed and a few other uh, places were taking an interest. So we knew that our best demographic, the people we wanted to access, consumed this content. So we went to look at the content they were already consuming. And essentially, to get us, to get their attention, we gave them something they were already paying attention of, an amalgamation of three things that they were paying attention to. Subscription boxes, crazy combinations. And there you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So for the first principle of virality then is who is the customer? Where do what what are the other principles? There's a few different things. And I've kind of got a, a recipe card which um I'll send over to you. Maybe you can, you can add to the the uh, the blog notes of this podcast. But um there's a few different things and you don't necessarily it's kind of so the reason I call it a recipe card is you don't need all of them to make something go viral. The more of them you can get in, the more chance you've got if that makes sense. So for example, stories and narratives, like, so people relate to stories the way that we've learned to learn. So ever since we're kids, we're told stories by our parents, by our teachers, by our families, etc. And therefore we've kind of got it beaten into us. Well, not beaten into us, hopefully, <laughs> but um, we've, we've, we've been taught to, to learn uh, with stories and narratives. And therefore, injecting stories and narratives into your advertising, into your videos, um, makes them far, far more accessible and far, far more effective. So, and that can be a story or a narrative. This is somewhere where I really used to get held up when I was first like reading into marketing, the idea of narratives and stories. But it can be something as, as simple, e-commerce specific, as demonstrating how your product is used, demonstrating the whole experience. So with, with posties, we saw massive success when we started. So it, again, with the, with the concepts of virality, when we started advertising on Facebook, we went and modeled what the videos that were already being consumed by the demographic. So we went and looked at what was getting shared on Facebook and it was stuff like BuzzFeed Tasty, et cetera. These top-down recipe videos showing the process of something being made. So all videos all showed the process of the, the package you're having in the post, it being opened, it being made, and people kind of then get like context for, for what it is. And not only does that make it more viral because it's more consumable, but also helps people to understand, see your product in their life. And it's kind of like a step forward to them actually becoming a customer. You start to bridge that gap uh, of them starting to see your products in their life, if that makes sense. The, the other principles, uh, one of which of course is simplicity. Like you, it's very difficult to make a complex idea go viral because people need to be able to wrap their head around it. Social currency that we spoke, spoke about before. So does it make the person who's sharing it look good? Does it um, strengthen their bond? Are you accessing a conversation between two people? As I'll kind of come on to it in, in a second. Remarkability, people don't share boring stuff so how do you find the the remarkable elements of your business and i think you know th th there is a remarkable element to, to everyone's business it's just maybe you've lost sight of it because you know as business owners were often in things so deep you can't really see the wood for the trees but there's a reason that you got into the business that you're in or into the niche or, or niche <laughs> again that you're in and that is but the reason that you got into it is probably the thing that's probably the element of your business that's going to get other people excited enough for them to share and engage. Then uh, there's intrigue. So uh, so creating intrigue around your products, like giving people a reason to, uh, to keep watching. You know, there's this really interesting psychological thing called gap theory. So as, as humans, we naturally want to close loops. So if somebody creates a question on mind, we need to answer it. It's kind of like an itch that needs to be scratched. Uh, so this whole concept of gap theory is that if you can create gaps in people's knowledge, ask questions which need to be resolved that's why you'll see a lot of viral headlines will be questions then you, you create a loop which needs to be closed in their mind so that they're more likely to engage um and to watch further etc um grab their attention uh practical value is another one 
which is uh, essentially helping people. If you can help people, just to, to very briefly give you an example of this, to give you some context, context uh, BuzzFeed Nifty, one, one of the most uh, highly engaged channels on the internet, and that's literally just showing people how to do handy craft stuff they can do around the house. And then emotion is 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 obviously a huge one. And emotions, it's really interesting. And in, in, in the one of the core principles of borrow by design is that this crossover between virality and between direct response marketing. There's lots of things which are which are um, which cross over, and one of them is emotions. So the, th- the same emotions that will get people to engage are the similar ones that will get people to buy as well. Um, and primarily, they need to be emotions that that invoke physiological arousal in people. So the the, the example I always I always use is um, when you get off a treadmill, after, or if you go and do some vigorous exercise, and then you go and have a conversation with, with somebody, you probably start to talk a lot more, or give a lot more insight, or say more than you would normally say. Because you're physiologically aroused, and it can that's the impact that it has on 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 you physiologically. Another ex- example that I use is is so I, I used to I used to tour with a rock band, and we were we were touring around the south of France uh, um, years and years back, and we very narrowly avoided what would have been a, a life changing slash life ending uh, car crash. And um, immediately afterwards, myself and my lead singer who was driving sat and laughed hysterically for no reason whatsoever for an hour but it's it's prior, it's because of this physiological arousal it makes you do th- unusual things that you wouldn't you wouldn't um, normally do and that's an extreme example triggered by you know an actual event whereas you can do that with emotion and you can cause people to do things that they wouldn't normally do or you can cause people to get off their rears and actually get their credit card out and buy if they if they if they want to but they're just putting it off by evoking physiological arousal and then with emotions like anger anxiety uh, excitement humor uh, or the idea of tra- self-transcendence, um, these kind of emotions. Very cool. So there's there's a lot of different angles then at which we can come at this viral marketing. So is it something which any business can do or have you got to have a funky, cool product? Because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they're like, well, I love the idea of it going viral, but our product's just too dull. Yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's the, the sad thing is that's where most people stop. But there is something about whether it's about you, uh, sorry, whether it's about your products or whether it's about your business, whether it's about the reason that you got into your business, there is something inside there uh, which will connect you with your ideal customers. Again, it's kind of it's probably related to the reason that you got into it in the first place. But in terms of viral marketing, really like to kind of tr- try and summarize it in a sentence, um, it's about accessing the conversation between two people. So the, the reason that anything goes viral is because people share it. And for people to share something that they need, they need to have a reason to tell somebody else, right? And therefore, if you can if you can identify the thing in your business which is unique enough that somebody would talk about it with their friend, that's the way that you start to, to create something viral. So if we think of it almost as like a conversation starter, is that a good kind of simple way of thinking about these? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to drive conversation. That's why, you know, Facebook used to have a metric. They they've um they, they've got rid of it now, but they used to have a metric two metrics positive feedback and negative feedback. And the, the most successful, um, it, this is in Facebook Ads Manager, the most successful ads that we ever run, both of those metrics maxed out. So they go obviously go from a scale of um, zero to 10. Our most successful ads had positive and negative feedback of 10 because they were driving conversation because some people were really pissed off about, about what we were doing and some people were, um, were really excited about it. And it's that conversation which, which, um, which creates a lot of uh, movement. And not only does it create the conversation itself, but it creates engagement, which in turn drops your ad costs significantly because Facebook primarily want people to have a good experience on, on their, on their, um, on their platform. In fact, even more importantly than that, they want people to stick around on their platform. And if they're engaging, if your content's causing them to engage, 
regardless of whether you're promoting the content or not, content that people are engaging with is stuff that they will reward with more reach. So if, you, if you're um, creating that controversy or regardless of controversy, if you're creating that conversation and engagement, then Facebook love it. The, use, the, the users consuming it love it. Your customers love it. You get a lot more visibility and a lot more reach. We've mentioned advertising there a couple of times. Do we, I mean, the old adage about viral marketing was it was a bit more like PR in that you didn't have to pay for it in inverted commas because there's a cost to everything we do. But um, do we do we need to use advertising in some way to create a marketing piece going viral? So here's the thing about advertising. Advertising amplifies anything, right? So if, if, if you've got crap content, then it's going to amplify that. If you've got very good content, it's going to amplify that as well. Huge viral media companies have got the advantage that they've got very large, engaged, organic followings. And But even they haven't spoken to, I spoke to Jamie Bolden a few a few months ago on, on the Viral Body Design podcast. And, and he even he says their engagement has absolutely hit the floor compared to what it used to be. So even viral, viral media agencies rely on ads uh, to at various different points of their sales process, right? So if they're working with clients a lot of the time now, they'll take advantage of the organic following they've got, use ads to boost it, and then potentially use ads to retarget to people. It, it, essentially, you've got to weigh up. It's it's There's no kind of set and, like clean and cut answer, unfortunately. If you've got a huge organic following, then a lot easier for you to get, you know, immediate large reach and immediate sort of virality. But if you've not, you've got the advantage of being able to pay Facebook and YouTube and these platforms to reach those people immediately. So again, something that you touched on in the in the PR elements about, you know, you always pay in one way or another. If, if you don't have a huge organic following, you've got this huge advantage that you can, so long as you make the numbers work and you know that if you put in X dollars in ad spend, you'll get X dollars out, then paying for advertising isn't, isn't such a scary thing. It starts to be less of an expense and more of an investment. And then the advantage of using viral media and viral ads and these kind of concepts and principles of virality is that it drives your advertising costs right down. So you can get that reach a lot cheaper than if you were just throwing out any old content or throwing out um, what I refer to as billboard ads, which basically says, here's my product, come and buy it. So advertising is a really, really valuable thing. And I think everyone really needs to get their head around seeing it as an investment rather than an expense and creating content, which is really engaging and, and going with the grain on Facebook. You know, it's, I think, People often approach advertising on social media with a mindset of it being an advert. And I think I I'd, I'd probably, I try to encourage everybody that I work with to approach it from more of a an entertainment basis. Like it's, I, I kind of refer to it as edutainment, so it educates and entertains people at the same time. It educates them about your business and the fact that you've got a sales proposition for them. But at the same, that's kind of intrinsically woven into some entertainment, which is, which is actually um, providing a good experience. So let's get into the kind of like the brass tacks of what this viral marketing actually is. You mentioned at the beginning that that videos work the best. Is there any place for doing something that's not a video or is it really 99% of the time we're creating a video as our piece of content? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot I mean, there's lots of different ways to approach virality itself. I mean, when we the first big wave of success that we had with cheese posties was was just about the product, so it was the product that was viral, and then it was it was later on when we came to relaunch it that, that we then started making viral videos. But again, it's all it always boils down to the the same kind the same kind of recipe card of the reasons that people would share of like of creating something which is conversation worthy. It doesn't just have to be videos. The reason that I focus primarily on videos now with what I do with my clients is because it's a really easy and effective medium for 
communicating your ideas to people, right? So it's not, it's not, you shouldn't necessarily, you shouldn't view it as the, as the videos being the viral thing. Really, it's the ideas. And if the idea is a product, or it could be, you know, I, I work with a lot of people outside of e-commerce now as well. The idea could be a physical product. It could be uh, an electronic product. It could be a service. It could be a, it could be anything, you know, but it's the idea behind it and the emotions that your customer uh, has in relation to it. And then this piece of content this idea that we're putting out there whichever format it ends up being in is it all about facebook or is it also maybe a youtube thing a get it on other sites or is it is it about finding the platform that our customers are on yeah again it boils down to if you're trying to get somebody's attention you need to find out whether attention is first right so so facebook obviously it gets the most attention from advertisers because there's so crazy precise targeting options and there's so many people on Facebook. But YouTube is an extremely cheap um, advertising medium right now as well. Uh, it could be that, so our, our initial success with, with Posties was on Kickstarter as well. Essentially, yeah, it is finding out about where your ideal customer's attention is and drilling down on that. I mean, if you remember what, what I said earlier on about it being uh, more likely that people share stuff which is very niche specific, it's also worth finding out exactly where your your particular niche is because if, if they um, congregate on their own uh, forum, like offsite forum, then it could be that you've got more chance of going viral and, and more useful virality within within that niche as well. You know, if, if, you, if you can go viral within a small community, which is very, very specific to you, as opposed to going viral on a, on a smaller scale to you know, a huge audience, a huge global audience who are less relevant, then the former is probably going to sell more product for you because it's specific to those people, right? Yes, it's kind of like, so you you might start off with like a viral campaign A and then you discover there's kind of a niche within a niche of people who really, really love it. You know, like you've gone after animal lovers and then uh, people who've got horses are like crazy into it. So then you redo it with horses as the focus and then it completely blows up in that niche. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, groups are a really, a really um, uh, good place to access people now as well. You know, paid advertising obviously is something which which sort of scares a lot of people off. And, and if, it, if it's early days and you don't know how to advertise, you don't know how to use Facebook. Finding these smaller communities of people is is a really good, um, a really good start. Uh, again, going back to my excellent example of stamp collecting. <laughs> Earlier on, um, if, if you if you had a stamp collecting product and there were, there were a bunch of Facebook groups, specific groups on stamp collecting, then you know you'd be more likely. And, and you do have to be careful, obviously, inside groups because if you start promoting your own products inside people's groups, you can you can again make them angry, right? But there's ways and means, and there's ways of creating valuable content, etc. Uh, but again, if you if you were to find the point I'm trying to make is that if you were to find those smaller communities of people, it would be more effective than trying to nail down the very very specific interest targeting on Facebook ads to to access stamp collectors. <laughs> so, like finding out, as you said at the, the beginning of this kind of point, finding out exactly who who you're going after first and where their attention is, what their attention is on, uh, is the most important first step. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler. With Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flats and packages right from your desk. And for being an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SEMPRO Online. Starting at $4.99 per month, you can also qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping, calculate exact postage online and do it all by printing from your PC. 
Go to pb.com forward slash masterplan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get you started. That's pb.com slash masterplan. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of Send Pro Online from Pitney Bowes. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some very quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Dave, you ready for the top tips? The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agrees to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, I would say, regards to morality, I would go and read Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. Um, They talk a lot about, um, about these concepts of morality from a very academic level. Um, but it's a really interesting read and it really gives you an idea about why uh, some ideas stick and some ideas die. Excellent. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Viral marketing. <laughs> would you? Would you? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, again, I think people just are scared of and don't approach virality or you know using the, the principles of virality because they just they think that it's, it's too elusive. Uh, but I'd, I'd strongly recommend getting under the hood of what makes stuff go viral because even if you don't get a, a, a if, you, if you don't get an absolute hit straight away using these principles in any content that you create ever um is always going to is always going to um uh, to give it more juice to, to, to give it more power i currently in terms of if we're talking about actual traffic platforms then yeah i use facebook because so everybody's on facebook you can access instagram as well uh the algorithm is borderline witchcraft so so long as you've got good content and you got um you kind of know what you're doing with targeting and facebook can be very very lucrative okay the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day uh, t- so team efficiency, I-, I use all the kind of the regular stuff like Slack. Uh, so this thing, which I think I mentioned to you briefly, was um, is deadline funnel, which is great uh, because that actually provides like a-, a deadline specific to people's IP address once they sign up, once they opt in, provides a deadline for them to, to actually purchase a special offer, which, you know, what-, what we were saying earlier on about creating physiological arousal to, it, to get people to act and take action. Um, that's something which will get people off the off the rears and give them a, a, um, a reason to actually to buy if they do have the intention of buying. Nice. Okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Absolutely get inside the head of your very, very best customers. So go back to your user base, start to have real conversations. You know, something which I've done in the past is go out to my entire list and send an email saying, hey, if anyone would be happy to talk to me on the phone about your experience or what you're expecting, then um, then fill out this form and, and we'll get on the call. And then when, when you're on the phone with them, just have a completely organic conversation about what they like, what they don't like. And it's these conversations which which open up like incredible insights into what your customers actually want and what they expect and what they're enjoying and what they're not. And it allows you to trim the fat of the stuff which just isn't relevant whatsoever and really understand um, on a deeper level what they actually want and how you can provide more value to them and therefore for them to provide more value to you in the form, in the form of sales. Love it. Okay, Dave, before we say goodbye, can you please let the listeners know where if they are just biting or champing at the bit, that's the phrase I was looking for, if they're champing at the bit to want to do some of this viral marketing, how can they get in contact with you? How can they learn from you how to do it and get it right? Yeah, so you can subscribe to the Viral by Design podcast. 
um that's viral by design i'm sure you know you can find it on all the regular podcast distributors uh, like apple podcasts google play etc you can also uh, find us on social media at viral by design or um you can go to i actually have a book which i just um i just finished a while back uh, which kind of talks about all of these concepts quite briefly and quite consumably so it's a short book i think it's like 40 or 60 pages or something but um is the, it's written in a way which is short and concise but effective so it's stuff that you can actually go and do and, and put into place it's free all you need to do to get it is is um to cover the shipping so i can get it to you uh a free physical book you just go to freeviralbook.com um and grab a copy there very nice and i'll add links to all of that in the show notes so you can find links to everything dave just mentioned everything else we mentioned in the podcast by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast dave it's been great catching up with you again um as it always is uh and thank you so much for sharing so much insight with us on the show today hopefully you've inspired a few of the listeners to go off and give viral a go so thank you absolutely pleasure pleasure is always to be here <laughs> As always, Dave, giving huge amounts of value on the podcast. You can get the links to everything you mentioned and the uh, the details of that uh, that menu, that recipe card he was mentioning that details all those principles that it, the more of them you can fit into the, the piece you want to go viral, the better. But of course, you don't have to include all of them. So maybe it's time to go and get those brainstorming hats on. Well, you can get all of that info at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you will find a link to this episode and on that page about this episode, you will find all that info. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends, Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint, create your own viral campaign about the podcast. That would be awesome. Uh, Make sure you you tell me about it. Uh, I don't mind, but it'd be great to get ever more e-commerce people listening and learning. And it's just awesome to help so many of you week in, week out. Have a great week. Keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.